This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. This is the Ruskin and Sack Podcast, brought to you by United Roofing and Waterproofing. For reasons that are not clear, rewatching the game. Hey, on those 29 dropbacks that, yeah. uh, that uh, Pittman talked about, 18 of those passes were 10 yards or less, according to PFF. 18 of those. And nine were from zero to ten. Nine were behind the line of scrimmage. I was, you know, I was watching the game, and until the last play of the game, I was starting to wonder if he had a shoulder issue because mm. everything's well, checked out. That was a uh, that was an ask after the question. People, a lot of people thought that. I think I, I was because everything was a check down until he unloaded that thing at the end of the game, and he did throw it fifty something yards. I'm like, okay, you know, he yes. can still throw it, this, but this is by choice, and that said to me, he he was confused by what he was seeing. And you know, he, I told you he was on um, he was on halftime earlier, and they're going to run the same stuff, but they're going to run it at a different tempo. Right. Okay. Cool. We're, but prob- we're probably going to see a bunch of moving pockets now. But they're also going to have less stuff because one of the things mm-hmm. that came out yesterday was the volume of stuff they were trying to do. Was uh, remember how Jimbo had all the papers? Yep. I guess uh, Sedan had a lot of papers too up there in the box. Yes, and they were like, "Ah, oh, great, we'll get back to that." And then you'd like lose the paper with that note on it that said, "Hey, we need to get back to that play that worked," mm-hmm. and it'd get lost in the stack and all that stuff. You know, that's maybe that's what happened there. So simple, communicate faster, and we'll see if they could, you know, get a few first downs. Maybe put some points on so the board. I, I sent out a tweet just, you know, on Sunday, and I, guys, I don't pull this stuff out of my butt. Um, I was told that he was going to simplify everything, and and that and I didn't have the specifics on it, but I heard that they were going to simplify the offense a ton, and that's what they're probably going to do. Um, that they're going to pull this thing to, they're going to put it, pull it down to like you were like you and I, I think you and I were talking about this the other day. Fifty plays you can run because this offense is stuck in the mud. Maybe that's even too nah, like how I mean, many plays you would know this? Like a regular coach goes into a game on offense with how many plays on the well, sheet? Well, it depends on the system. Like Mike Leach had two runs. Right, two runs and like twelve passes. But what he would do is he would move you around by formation. Now somebody like Dan Enos has two hundred and eighty plays available, which is too many. Yeah. Um. Some coaches just like concepts. I, and I'll go back to Charlie Weiss only because I know exactly what he was doing. I have his playbook. Charlie Weiss, who you know coached the Patriots, won a couple Super Bowls. He had eight run plays, but what he liked to do was move you with formations. So he had eight, and none of the blocking on the run plays changed. Formations, you just moving guys around. Pass, he had like 11 passing concepts, five screens, and about 50 pass plays that he could do from 100 different formations so that it would look different uh, on every snap. And that's, you know, that's a pro offense. Now, there are guys that have a ton more, but you know, I was, who is it? who's the quarterback for the Bears? What's his name? Badgins? Uh, yeah, him. I was listening to him. It was an interview with him, and they were talking about college offenses, which is you're just reading leverages. That, you know, if he's outside leverage, you throw it inside. If he, you know he's inside leverage, you throw it outside. Pretty simple stuff. They're not asking guys to sit there and read defenses. So I don't understand this need for two thousand plays in your playbook. Right. You should have a couple of screens, a draw, a couple of base running plays, and then some passing concepts to attack what they what their tendencies are. And right. then you you know, and like Bobby Petrino had like on that play card you have, you have a couple of plays where you're going to force the ball to, to your stars. Like right. if I, I I need to get the ball to whoever, I've got eight plays. And you know, I'll, I'll tell you this: I played quarterback in high school. We, we ran the run and shoot. We always had a play designed to beat every coverage. Every there were, we would call four routes, five routes, 
and there was always something to beat every coverage. Everybody's got those. Okay, so if if ne- next week Florida, who's shown you know too high man across the board, suddenly decides they're going to play palms across the top, you should have a group of plays to beat those. And that's, I mean, that's how you do this. Don't, don't, it is not hard. Block the guy in front of you. You run the ball. You throw the ball. You catch the ball. It's not complicated. It's a simple game. And that's what I think Kenny Guyton's going to do is he's going to make this fun again. They're going, no, there is not going to be any harsh language. They're going to get their point across. There will be some, they will play with great energy against Florida. I don't know if they'll win because I, I can tell you this. They are not real talented at those outside receiver spots. But they'll play with great energy. Sometimes that can carry you along. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you can have um, um, not as talented people, but they play over their skis and uh, they can accomplish, um, you know, greater things. That that has been a mainstay of Razorback sports for uh, for the decades okay. now. So, so now here's here's a reasonable question. Okay. On, on the McClarty Daniel yeah, Hotline. On the McClarty Daniel Hotline. Have we discussed potential OC options? This is what I was told. They are not out there looking for anybody. No. This is Kenny Guyton's audition to be well, in the running when they when they do in the offseason. Here's how this is going to go, okay? Um, if they lose out, the next head coach will name the OC. Well, yeah. Because they'll fire this guy, okay? So you don't know if Pittman's going to be here until the next four games play out. So it doesn't make a lot of sense to go OC shopping when the guy who's doing the hiring may not even work here in a month. So, or or you can go the other way, which is they feel good enough about moving this particular piece out that they feel like he's going to be on. I've I've been told by multiple people that this is an audition for Kenny Guyton, that they think highly enough of him, and he and he has coordinator in his background as a passing game coordinator. He's never called plays before. He's going to get help from everybody on that staff. This is going to be a consensus building kind of thing, which is great. Now you've got other opinions in the room. Opinions of position coaches instead of one guy who has no connection to any of those players. Mm-hmm. Now you're getting input from the offensive line coach who deals with those guys every single who goes, this is what we do best. Same thing with the receivers, tight ends, running backs. This is what we do best. Build us a game plan. Instead of one guy sitting in an office, not talking to anybody, no. just drawing stuff up. Right. Communication will be 10 times better. Right. So it's to me, it's completely premature to, first of all, like, what evidence in the years have has been brought to the table that we know anything about names on a list at that place for jobs. Like, we don't know. We're, and, we're farting in but, the wind like everybody else. But it's like a default. But, but it's too early. Who, who's coming here? And That's right, yeah. It's just a default. And everybody's going to start throwing out a bunch of names. What do I tell you about coaching searches? Take the ten, first 10 names you hear, just throw them away. doesn't mean anything. Right. Plus, the position's not open. Kenny Guy has true. the job. Right. It's his job right now. Right. But they're not going to do anything until the, after the season, right? Whether it be make a move on the head coach, or you know the head coach stays and he needs to fill a spot, or or maybe more people leave. We don't know. I mean, that happens every year where a multiple right. coaches and leave. You, you may staff. have coaches that, that get up and leave the staff. And I I really just researching this guy's background. I I believe he's going to be. I don't know if he's an upgrade from an offensive mind standpoint because he just hasn't had the exposure yet. Maybe in time, you know, you'll look at this as an upgrade, but I really think he's going to have the player's ear and they're going to have his back. They're going to give him everything they've got. I I really believe that. Heath and Clarksville on the McClarty Young Hotline, I strongly believe they need to be on the hunt for an offensive coordinator. Well, again, Heath, in a month, they may be on the hunt for a head coach, which would take priority over. Then that guy can find 
an offensive coordinator. Also, uh, I don't think people understand how quickly these deals come together. Like, you can make a move in 48 hours. And we hear that sometimes where, you know, maybe we catch wind of some of the back-channel conversations, but the actual getting the deal done happens very quickly. Yeah. So, you know, there's no there's no rush here um, to, to do anything here. Everybody gets in a panic. Everybody's rushed. That is the wrong position. When you are in a crisis, doing things quickly is the wrong place to be. You need to be very measured in your approach. And Arkansas is not going to make any moves with the coaching staff until the season's over because they don't know if this guy's going to still be the head coach or not. Yep. So that would make no sense to go do some due diligence on an offensive coordinator and then they lose out, and then you go, well, you know what? Well, Just kidding. Sorry. With an offensive coordinator, uh, hiring an offensive coordinator is not like getting a head coach. There are 130 of them available to you. If you made a decent offer, they'd come. Right. Period. I mean, you could go, if you threw enough at the guy who's coordinating George's offense, he'd probably show up. Yeah. Okay? They're all available at some point. Right. This is, I, they're, they're not in the offensive coordinator game. Not, not today. Now, you want to talk to me in a month. You know, prior to the Missouri game, maybe. Well, I mean, you know, maybe right. they, maybe they got feelers out there, but right. they are not. They're going to let Kenny Guyton have this for right. the rest of the season, right? And, and then, see where it takes them. And that's that's right. And if they need to look, they'll look, and they can get somebody in in a short amount of time. It happens all the time. Sure. There's no there's no reason. The thing you can't do in a crisis is panic. This is rule number uh, you know six or whatever it is. You know, you you have to be calm and in control in a crisis. You can't panic, and you know. Oh God, we gotta, we gotta get somebody. Gotta get somebody. That's a panic. Gotta breathe. Gotta take a beat and let the thing play out. There's four games to go before we know what a, we know the direction moving forward. Mm-hmm. We don't know the direction moving forward. Somebody asked, "What if they um um what if they only beat FIU? They'll probably move on from Sam Pittman then. If they win one game and it's FIU and it's not a particularly attractive game, they might move on. But you know that's um. So then, then that new coach gets to pick the offensive coordinator. Well, sure. That's, the only, I mean, that's how that works. Staff, and you're going to lose. Is. I mean, everybody's unless you elevate from within, and I don't know that there's a head coaching candidate uh, on the staff Not, at the moment. No. Don't know him enough. No. Uh, you know, don't know enough about him. But um, no. I mean, but, th- but people want to give it to Travis Williams just to entice him to stay because people b- believe, and you know, they have a lot of uh, reason to that Travis Williams is the greatest coach to work here since uh, you know the Jimmy Johnson or whatever. I mean, it's, uh, well, Broyles. I mean. Let me let me offer you just a now. Let me pull up his bio real quick just to make sure I'm, I'm I'm on this. But to draw a correlation to Travis Williams, Travis Williams is uh, bah, 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 how old is he? Is he in his 30s? It's got to be, right? I think he's like 38, 39, 30, something oh. like that. Yeah, right. I believe that's right. Um, 42. Similar. Okay, so he he was a, he was a GA at Georgia or, or at Auburn. Yeah, he's a an Auburn guy. coach. Yep. Then he was a high school defense coordinator. He's an analyst, linebackers coach. Moved And he's worked his way up. He's been a defensive coordinator at UCF under Gus, and now he's the, the coordinator here. There is a team currently in the top 15 that did exactly this. They hired Marcus Freeman after one year. Marcus Freeman and Travis Williams are the same age. If Travis Williams is, is, is head coaching material and you think he's the guy and you want to roll the dice, sure, why not? I'm going to tell you, um, I remember the red-white game. Because it's really, I think we've heard from Travis Williams twice since he worked there, I believe. Mm-hmm. Once was his traditional uh, training camp remarks for the coordinator. They don't, 
They used to make the coordinators available every week. They have not done that uh, since Sam Pittman took over. Um, probably because we used to make fun of John Chavis every week, but you know that's neither here nor there. So, um, but I remember him at the um, at the red white game, and I'm just like, this guy's got something. This guy's got something going on here. He does. He does. He's got that. He's got that certain je ne sais quoi to be a head coach. So. I, again, he's going to be one one day. I, I think mean, he's somewhere. Gonna, he'll probably get a shot somewhere. But if you want to draw a correlation, Marcus Freeman is a great correlation to where ex- I mean, he's in the exact same spot two seasons ago. But here's the thing about this. Um, you know, if a lot of times if you make a move, you go opposite of what you had. So if you just hired mm-hmm. and fired a first time coach, you're probably going with a vet the next time. So that maybe uh, eliminates unless, uh, him. Unless Hunter Juracek looks at Travis Williams or whomever and says, this guy's going to be a star. We well, need to I get mean, him now. I mean, he he did. like. There's no guarantee Eric Musselman was going to work out here. No. I mean, the Mountain West, the SEC, is is quite different. But uh, Hunter Hunter rolled the dice on that, and it's worked out big time. So, you know, maybe that's uh, yeah, I mean, maybe that happens if they make a move. Let's be yeah. very clear about this. They haven't made a move. But if they make a move, maybe that's what they do. Uh, I don't know. John in Little Rock has found the poison pill on Travis uh, Williams. Uh, would he be willing to convert to Catholicism? Luckily, that's not required at a state school. <laughs> in fact, it's probably uh, condemned at a state school. Especially in Fayetteville. A bunch of godless heathens they have over there. Oh, All right. uh, speaking of which, <laughs> yes. I was having a conversation. Speaking of godless heathens, I was having I'm con- dying to hear this. I was having a conversation yesterday with somebody who lives in Castle Rock, Colorado. Mm. Lived in Boulder. Mm-hmm. And refers to it as the Republic of Boulder. Oh. Because, and then proceeded to list all of the things. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's Fayetteville. Oh, my God. So from this point forward, it is simply the Republic of Fayetteville. The Republic of they, Fayetteville. The right? Republic of Fayetteville, they are their own city-state. As someone who no longer lives in Fayetteville, this tracks. <laughs> I'm telling you. This tracks for sure. It yeah, does. The hippie freaks in the, uh, the Republic of Fayetteville. You can have it. Leaving their scooters strewn all over town. They're also and whatever. knocking out the the biggest parking lot on Dixon Street to build a city park. You morons! That is the that is the most Republic Fayetteville thing I've ever Keep heard. Fayetteville funky, yeah, baby. baby. No, Dallas, Keep it funky. Let's build us a park. Because if there's anything that town needs, it it's another park. Yeah. <laughs> now, DQ, you know Fayetteville. Yeah, you know the people. Yeah. Is that true? That is true. Oh yeah, that's, that's true. Verified. Saw it on the news last yes. night. Yes, that's what happening. What parking lot? Walton Arts Center? I don't go there, so I don't know. Because that's the biggest parking lot on Dixon. I don't know. Somebody's going to know. Do you need a reliable roofing company that you can call at a moment's notice? United Roofing and Waterproofing is the answer to your issue. Joey Vivano and his team service commercial, residential, and industrial roofs. Consultations are always free, and you can schedule them online at unitedrw.com. Call Joey at 479-312-7369. That's 312-7369. You can also check out United Roofing and Waterproofing on Facebook and Instagram. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right on your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign in today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BLEAV, that's B L E A V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Uh, I love a game seven. I don't care what the sport is. 
uh, you know, football, basketball, hockey. Give me a game seven. Everything on the line. Well, we have game seven tonight. We do. We also have yeah. two just titanic college football games on TV. And we have something new as ESPN counter programs against the NBA opening night on TNT by showing whip around coverage tonight as every NHL team plays mm-hmm. tonight. And they're going to do like a red zone kind of thing. Nice. I don't know how they're going to do that because, you know, there's no red zone in hockey and it's really kind of hard to predict scoring in that sport. But anyway, they're going to try it uh, tonight. With, I'm excited. Uh, with yeah. On ESPN2, Poochie Grass. I'm not going to watch any of it, but okay, let's go. That's exciting. <laughs> yeah. It's exciting. I will be listening to the baseball game. I've got work to do tonight. Oh, he's got work to I got, do, I got, You know, guys, I, I'm just out here working. Working for you. Just working for you. Working for <laughs> us. Yes. <laughs> what I'm doing. Right. Right. Huh. So big time. Yeah. So the Astros, like, but I feel like the, um, they're one of these teams that's like never going to, they're like Clemson. Like, they're never going to just totally like be out of it. You know what I mean? Like, they're never going to, this dynasty's never going to end. The it's going to haunt us till the, the end of time. of the 90s. Right. Same. I don't care if Dusty Baker leaves. It doesn't matter. They were good before him. They'll be good after him. And it's mm-hmm. just, you know, these guys are never going to stop annoying us. That's the deal with the, uh, with the Astros. So I, um. They'll probably be hanging around again next year. Oh, they'll be they'll be in the hunt next Unfortunately, year. Unfortunately, they will. For America. Yes, for the United States. But, uh, you know, you can't get rid of these guys. No, no. Like, and, and you they're, can't do it. And they're set up to win. A lot of their stars are still in their prime. Yeah. You know, Verlander's a, a little bit old, and he's yeah. probably something you got to figure out. But No. No. Anyway, what about these Rangers? Like, what's their window like? Are they... Starting or well, are they in a flash in the pan? They or spent like, what's the deal? Two hundred and fifty-six million dollars on like three players, and you know they their guys. I mean, Scherzer's not young, but the rest of the team, you know, for the most part, and their their farm system's good, which is also going to be very beneficial to them. And you know, you remember in the early two thousands, the Astros, you know, the mid two thousands, they were tanking after you know the the Biggio and Bagwell thing. They just tanked and started building that farm system back mm-hmm. up, and that's what. This is, and the Rangers have kind of done the same thing a little bit. Yeah, Doctor K wants to know on the McLeod Union Hotline. Why do you have to hate on the Astros? Because they are well, so because cheat. I hate the Astros. Well, they That's also why. cheat. Yes, they cheated their way to a, a World Series title, much like Michigan, and they are. And we got to talk about that. My God, <laughs> um, because what the Astros did is egregious. Mm-hmm. What Michigan has done takes that and advances the football 50 yards. The Astros were kind of doing it at home at, at times, you know, the banging of the trash can, all that stuff. Well, and Altuve had the little buzzer on yeah, it, Correa, on. whoever it Today was. Today we found out that, um, what's this guy's name, Stallions? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Was um, getting Venmo payments from uh, Georgia well, uh, to get game plans this, and things. This is starting to, it reminded me today when we were talking about it, of the Alabama baseball scandal where the guy had his um, flunky going Yep. Make the big wager on a college baseball game because that wouldn't set off any alarm bells. People betting on a college baseball game, a large sum of money. <laughs> so this guy was uh, using his name to buy tickets to these other games around the league. <laughs> and then his, uh, they got his Venmo. Oh, yeah. And, and we like had to verify with our young person that you can go on to somebody. You can go on to anybody's Venmo and just see what they're sending money to. Yeah. Wow. That's insane. Like uh, having someone else's face to open your phone with or whatever. Yeah, I'm going to start putting cooler captions on the stuff that I send. Yeah. 
services rendered. Oh, yes. <laughs> Coke. <laughs> to see how you know, when I get a visit from the FBI. Yeah. But yeah, apparently his um, now he has since made it private. But of course, as we all know, somebody screenshot the internet it. never forgets. And there's one payment, and it just says GA, and it was made two days before Georgia played Ohio State in the college football playoff. And guess who won that game? Georgia. Well, you see, um, the well, but they won it barely at the end with a missed field goal. Hey. It's not wasn't exactly. The, I'm just saying it's it coincidental. Um, but uh, yeah, there was a. Uh, there's a lot of uh, connective tissue here with all this stuff. And, and the thing and it I would keeps growing, which is the scary part. The thing that I'm a little bit disheartened about is we don't need a Bob Woodward and Carl Bernstein to blow the lid off this deal. Mm-mm. Now everybody with a computer can screenshot a guy's Venmo or, you know, video or whatever and now we've got all of this uh, circumstantial evidence. And we don't need Bob Woodward or Carl Bernstein no. anymore, sadly, because we love those guys. No. And they're great. And quite honestly, if Woodstein did that, it would take him like a year. That's I could right. have my ten year old go in and, and that's figure another it out thing. About 15 what to they minutes. what they took months and months and months to verify, we have verified in about a week. The kind of information that they yeah. took forever to get, we and they took forever to get, by the way, not because, you know, of um, you know, not because of lack of trying. That's just how long it took to get stuff back then. 50 years ago. And now we can get stuff, you know, everybody's combing through every game, looking at every time Harbaugh's shown on the sideline. Well, I mean, well, the, the video that surfaced today was from the Michigan game, Michigan, Ohio State game last year, and it shot from the end zone and it shot at the Michigan sideline. CJ Stroud looks towards the sidelines, starts to get the call, and you can see them immediately look at the sheet, start signaling to the defense what play was coming. Mm hmm. It's pretty incredible. I mean, it's right there, and they somebody blew up the the sheet. I guess they turned up the the play card, and you can see it. I mean, you can see so, the signals. So, it's obvious to me that they did this. Oh yeah. The question that is not so obvious to me is: Is anybody going to do anything about? Well, that's yeah. And that I don't know because you got to remember this is college football. It is not equal justice for all. Michigan's a power. They're a blue blood. They are going to get preferential treatment. They're not going to get thrown out of any postseason or any of that stuff. Now, if Indiana did this, you know, they they yeah. make them shut the program yeah, down they, for they two would years. Give them the death penalty. Everything you've heard about, you know, what is that deal? Uh, you know, Kentucky gets in trouble, punished. Western Kentucky. Everything you've heard about that is a thousand percent true. So, yes, Harbaugh and Michigan appears to have done all this, but is anything? Is anybody going to do anything about it from a penalty standpoint? I have no idea at this point. I tend to I tend to doubt that until I see it. What they'll do is they'll drag their feet into the offseason because Michigan is undefeated, a college football playoff no. contender, mm-hmm. and they will drag their feet into the offseason. This will drift into April and May, and they'll come down with some ticky-tack penalty. Harbaugh will be gone by then. Right. Yes, and, right. And that and everybody wants to. He'll be coaching free. the Bears, sure. and uh, he won't care. So that's uh, that's what uh, that's what they're going to do. I find it revolting, Derek. This is not the spirit of college football. <laughs> This is the way it's always been. What do you mean? I know. The and spirit. You know who's going to get hammered is Michigan State. State will get, Probably, I mean, yeah, well, will yeah. get blasted. Well, I mean, cooperate, yeah. and you'll, you'll see how it goes. Now, the other thing, too, you know, this reminds us of that uh, Sugar Bowl with Arkansas and Ohio State. Those guys that uh, sold the gold pants, the little uh, little tchotchke uh, that you get for, for yeah. beating, the, beating Michigan. So they, um, you know, they, well, you know what? We're going to play in this game. But we're gonna sit out next year, and then like everybody left. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. such a fraud. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah, we don't want to spoil yeah. the integrity of the Sugar Bowl. Look, They're going to play. And, and I've had coaches tell me, sign stealing is not a new thing. The 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 depths that they went to go do this is now that is new. That you have, and there's a, a another video surfaced of this guy Stallions just standing, and I, I forget who the, I think it was Iowa, um, just standing opposite the Iowa coaching staff with his iPhone out on every play and just catching their signals. And he stood the whole game. It's nobody. I don't. I don't. I shouldn't say nobody because I don't know that for a fact. But I would be willing to bet nobody has gone this far. And yeah, for, and for a guy like Harbaugh who was railing against Saban and Kirby Smart about cheating and all this different stuff. Now he looks like a moron. And, you know, he's going to get it. If, if this thing comes down, he's going to get a show cause penalty. And that's not going to mean anything because he'll be back in the pros. That's right. He'll be coach of the Chicago Bears next year is what uh, the Internet thinks. So, yeah, I I really believe something um, that is um, not uh, that is outside of the rules happened here. But will any will there be any penalty? I'm not so sure about for, that. For the team, probably. They'll probably get dinged. Any of the, you know, Stallions will probably go with Harbaugh. But the, the way Bears. people are carrying on on the internet, you know, postseason ban, they're not yeah, doing but that's that stuff. The, I mean, that's the, the, they're not doing that's that. the righteous. Who, again, yeah. people who have no idea how the system works and nothing to gain or lose. And they also, people on the internet also are operating under the assumption that the system is fair and it equitable. Is it is and not. it is not. It is not. Michigan is a, a program that operates above the system you're, and above fairness. So they will right. uh, I mean, this was Indiana, they would have given them the Oh, they've been over. thrown out of the league by now. And, I mean, then, come on. and then the Big 10 would have replaced them with Notre Dame and Indiana would be in you know, a group of 5 school. This is why Arkansas can't break too many rules because Arkansas doesn't have the cachet in the league. They'd get thrown out over something like this. I mean, that, that's the, well, that's the bottom line. I mean, but Alabama wouldn't. Two, Tennessee wouldn't. Two guys uh, Matt Rule spoke about it. Yeah. And and his point was this is the this is the call to go to the headsets because they didn't have to worry about it. Yes, and that's what we talked about a week ago. Right. Is this is going to be like in baseball? The Astros scandal moved everybody to pitchcom. This is going to move everybody in college football to you know the but, head, the headset in the quarterback's then, helmet or whatever. Dion he pops up and he says, "Look, man, I'll give you the game plan. You still got to stop it." Which ah uh, the Nolan Richardson which, approach, which I understand. <laughs> Look, I can give you the game plan. You don't know which play I'm going to call, but if I tell you, "Hey, I'm running right here right. on this play," and you know I am, I'll stop you every time. Right, right, exactly. It's a di- it's different. Yes, if they know what's coming, yeah, they can stop it, make you look really bad. But that was Nolan's uh, deal, well, yeah. right? They come in and watch us practice. You still can't beat us, but you can come on in. And we'll give you popcorn. We'll give you a soda. It'll be great. Come in. Have- you- you can't, feet, put you can't stop up. us, though. It's right. It's just, I, I, I think the, um, you know, the, the well, give them the band. All right. You know, this is a Harbaugh thing. I don't know how. And the University of Michigan has no moral compass whatsoever. They'll do nothing about it. Neither does Michigan sit, State, by they, the way. They, well, that one has nothing to do with the other. But <laughs> the University of Michigan has no compass whatsoever. They will sit on their hands, and they will wait until the penalty comes down, you know, after the season's over, hoping that they won a national title. All right. It is. Uh, that's right. No movement until no, you see if they no, win no. the national. I mean, this is look. The UNC created an entire degree program, admitted it, and got nothing. Yeah, nothing. You yeah. deny till you die. That's right. Yeah, we didn't do it. 
Hi, everybody. This is Chris George from Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Christmas gifts, weddings, heirloom family treasures. And at Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we only have one sale every year, and it's right now. Every single item in our store is value priced for Christmas. We do custom one-of-a-kind jewelry. If that's what you're looking for, come see us. You can get anything fixed for a Christmas gift. Selection, quality, service, and Christmas red tag prices now through Christmas at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Hey, sports fans, don't let plumbing issues throw you off your game. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric is here to tackle those pesky drain blockages and ensure your water heater is always in MVP form. With Pascal's world-class service, you can count on a winning play every time. Whether it's a quick drain clear or a water heater touchdown, Pascal's got the expertise to keep your home running smoothly. Stay in the game and leave the plumbing to the pros. Schedule your service online anytime at gopascal.com. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa has everything you want for your next getaway. With the luxury and hospitality of a grand old southern hotel, the accommodations are sure to please everyone. Visit our thermal water bathhouse for mineral water baths and massages or enjoy one of our many dining options, like our Friday night seafood buffet, primetime in a fountain room every Saturday night, or our award-winning Sunday brunch. Located in downtown Hot Springs, the Arlington is steps away from shopping, entertainment, bathhouse row, and the hiking and biking trails of the National Park. Visit ArlingtonHotel.com for more over the last, I guess, 48 hours, I've, I've talked to a number of people in the profession because, look, we none of us have any inside information. Somebody tells us something. Somebody heard something. Somebody talked to somebody. I ask people who do it for a living and ask them what some of the challenges are, including people on that campus. And I have, I, I think, I think I can explain some of where they are and what they face and why maybe football is is struggling as it is right now. And the the word that we need to understand and and people who think that you know because Musk recruits four or five stars to campus and that Dave Van Horn gets four or five and he's got the number 1 baseball class, you have to understand the word proportionality. That's the key. Sam Pittman when and and this was this on the recruiting front. We'll just start there. Why can't Arkansas attract great players to to this to, to Arkansas? Number 1 is you're dealing with a, a situation in which Arkansas the state does not produce a lot of four and five stars that are in your backyard. If you go look at Alabama, a lot of theirs are within 150 miles of the campus. A lot of them. Same thing with Auburn and, and all the schools you're competing with. And I'm going to use Courtney Dyfel's program as an example because I think she's it's the easiest to explain. Oklahoma is the best softball program in the country. We all agree on that, right? I mean, they, they've won a thousand in a row. They are the Alabama of softball. They're better than. Them. They're better. Than, I mean, they win everything. And Courtney Dyfel's program is a really good program. It's not on the level of Oklahoma yet, but it's a really good program. And in this region of the country, she's the only game in town. She's the second game. I mean, it's Oklahoma, and it's her. So she can make a living off of the the players that Oklahoma doesn't recruit. Okay? Go into basketball. Basketball, the state of Arkansas, produces a good number of high-caliber basketball players if if Eric Musselman wanted them. Right? Yes. In this region... Who are the other major players? Kansas? Mm. All right, so you're you're one of, say, five. I mean, Oklahoma State every now and then, Oklahoma. All right, there's nobody really in Texas except the University of Texas, and they're eight hours away. Okay, they are the biggest thing in this region. Football-wise, 10th, 12th, when, mm. when you have to go out of state to go get players, and you're just, you're another bum at the door. You know, if you want to go into Mississippi, well, the Mississippi schools already have a, 
a foot in the door. If you go into Texas, you're one of a thousand schools down there. Same thing if you go into Florida, if you pick your state. You're just, you're another number. So I started, I've asked a coach who does not work at the University of Arkansas about recruiting and recruiting budgets and how different it is at some of these, at some of these schools. And he said, okay, and, and I'm speaking in a vacuum here. I'm using round numbers just because it, it'll make it, it'll explain a little bit easier. Say Eric Musselman has $2 million in just his recruiting budget. That's to spend just on recruiting. That doesn't include NIL or anything like that. But they can spend $2 million to recruit five players. Now, simple math will tell you, you can spend about 400, you know, 500 grand. You can slide, slide some money around. You can spend a lot of money on these kids courting them, Right. Sam Pittman's budget might be four times that, might be $8 million just in recruiting budget. But he's got to recruit 65 guys and hope that he can get 25. So he's spreading the money a little, a little thinner. So if you're, if you're recruiting in, I don't know, you got a five-star that lives in Bentonville. Well, Eric Musselman doesn't have to spend a whole, a whole lot of money to go get a five-star out of Bentonville. You know, he can reallocate that money to a kid that he wants out of California or Texas. Pick, pick one. All right, proportionality. When you look at the number of five stars and four stars that Sam Pittman gets, it's right on par with just about everybody else, but he needs 25. So when you look at it, he's, he's got four, five, six guys that are probably in the top 300, which is where you want to be. He just doesn't have enough of them. And when, as I said earlier, when you're going into states like Texas and Louisiana and Mississippi where you know, you're bordering states to go get football players, man, you're just another guy. You've got to prove to them why you're better than the 12 other schools that are recruiting them. And this is where it comes in. I had a coach tell me that in five years, another his chief rival for recruiting has, has, has gone tenfold on their recruiting budget. His has stayed relatively the same. They've gone tenfold. So if you're not keeping up with those sorts of things, you're going to fall behind. Arkansas is behind in that particular, re, particular, uh, uh, you know, the particular discipline. Arkansas is a great place, a, a place where you can win in football. But I think, and this is where it gets, guys, it's going to get icky because as, as I was told, and I, I used, a, uh, I used a, a message board as an example, if you don't think that coaches from rival schools look at message boards, find something where a, a thread is targeting a player, a coach, and then sends it to a recruit who they are, you know, if they're recruiting against Arkansas, if you don't think they do that, you're wrong. I, I read you a text yesterday. That's, uh, this fan base is nuts when it comes to this stuff. You know, the, the, the quote that I kept hearing is, man, you know, we understand. We love the passion. We love all this. So just don't make the job harder, which is what, you know, we're talking about a, a minimal fraction of people, but that is what some of Arkansas fans do is they make the job harder. So because hog Twitter not being helpful not in this really, case. Not really, no, no. And, and look, this, this coach coaches in the Big 12, and he told me, he's like, if you don't think, if I'm going head-to-head, with, with an Arkansas coach, and I see something. If you don't think I'm going to send that to a recruit, you're nuts. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'll do anything to get that recruit within the rules. And if I see something, especially if somebody goes and targets that kid on one of these, you know, on hog Twitter or whatever, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and, and his quote to me was, man, he's like, my, fan, you know, my, my, my fans, I don't want them making my job harder than it is. So... In that regard, they love the passion. They want you there. They want you doing all this stuff. But sometimes you guys make it harder than it is. And when things don't go well, like they are right now in football, man, it is an avalanche. And if you don't think those guys over in the Smith Center are feeling the pressure, I mean, you, you, you don't understand how these people work. 
Okay. They are they're a, they're a different breed, man. Um, and they understand, and then they understand that hey, they can be gone in a year, two years, five years, ten years, whatever it is. But they, at some would, point, they're hired to get fired. Would you like a number on recruiting budget at Arkansas for football? Yes. Okay. This is the latest financial information they have reported, which is from 2021-2022. The football recruiting budget is listed at $2.2 million. <laughs> oh. That's what it says. Oh, man. Under that, line items, it says recruiting, 2.2. That, that is pennies. Uh, you are you do not have a recruiting budget like a school like Alabama. You just don't. And you know, and, and we had neighbors on here one time, and he was talking about how you make contact with athletes, which is okay. You know, there there are you know five stars, four stars. You send the mail around. If they respond to you, then you engage. If they don't, you're probably going to pick up and move on. You know, because you're not going to waste that two point two million dollars hunting down hunting down players. Now Mason is asking, well, how can must recruit great with all these obstacles? You didn't hear me. Must t- Must is only recruiting a handful of guys, right? Okay. The portal is not is not recruiting in the traditional sense. The portal. If you want to talk to a player, you put in a request. You know, if they respond to you, then you start the. You're not spending any money in the initial in the initial uh, conversations. This was definitely the case uh, during the COVID stuff, and it's probably still the case. Um, recruiting through the porter portal is cheaper. Yes, you know exactly. You, you get somebody here. They, I mean, it's it, it's you know it, it's uh, you know a three day relationship. They're here, and then you know off you go. I mean, it's not uh, this long, prolonged years on thing that uh, football usually is, and some of the other stuff well, too. And Mike, when he was in here over the summer, explained it. Like, I mean, it's it's like Amazon. You go in, you you click a profile, you make a request for contact. If they contact you, all of the initial contact, all you gotta do is get them on campus at that point. So the uh, the cost of recruiting out of the portal is a lot less. Right. But they, you know, what would you say, $2.2 million mm-hmm. for football recruiting? That was two years ago. It's the latest data okay. they have on their website. All right, let's say it's three now. Okay. And you're, and you're sending, and you're trying to fan the entire region, if not the country, with recruiting material. That's, I mean, that's, it's hard to do when your competition may have twice as much, three times as much, four times as much as you do. And they mm-hmm. can continue, the, you know, the recruiting. I mean, look, budgets are budgets. You got to work within the confines of your budget, and that is—it's a real thing at a at a school. I don't want to call it a smaller school because it's not, but you're playing with some of the juggernauts in the sport: Georgia, Alabama, LSU. These people, and this doesn't include NIL. NIL is a whole separate entity. And I asked about NIL. I asked this Big Twelve coach a very pointy question. I said, "Look, or if if I'm a, if I'm a, a donor to your school and I want to give you." $2 million a year. I'm going to want to say in what goes on, he goes, you wouldn't be the first. That's what they want now. you got a lot of chiefs in there wanting their say and having a say in what's going on. And I'm telling you, it is in, it, it is paralyzing some programs. I don't know if it's happening at Arkansas, but it is happening. Here's another thing somebody brought up here. Your drive home powered by Mr. Sparky. Uh, Brad brought this up. Um, think about this. In the sports where Arkansas is, um, is um, you know, thriving right now, Think about the events that happen where there are hundreds of prospects available at one event, like, you know, the Peach Jam or any of these yes. baseball tournaments that, that go on in the summertime or, or whenever, for, or softball or, or soccer even or, or whatever. There are not football events no. where well, there, a there, bunch of prospects are together outside are. of the Manning Academy well, there, or whatever. There are a few, but they're not in pads. 
you know, it's it's one of these, you know, it's the Nike Summit thing down in Texas, the combines, that that sort of thing. There are those. And you know, keep in mind, I mean, you, you talk about, you know, what is it, $2.2 million, whatever it is, per recruit. If you want to bring them on campus, if you, let, let's say, and I'm, I'm speaking in a vacuum, let's just say there's a four-star out of St. Louis that you want, and you want to bring them down to your football camp so you can get them down here, work them out, see what he's all about, and offer them at the end. Well, you got, you got to house them. You got to feed them. You got to get them down here, pay for I mean, you're going to wind up spending a lot of money just to get a kid down here that you might not get. I would love to know. I'm sure, you know, someone could find out because it's a public school. Like, what does Alabama spend on football recruiting? Or what does, uh, you know, what does LSU spend on football uh, recruiting? Texas A&M mm-hmm. on football recruiting. Texas on football recruiting. Oklahoma. Because we have the Arkansas numbers here readily available. I don't have time to look that up right now, but that would be something that would be interesting to me. Another thing that uh, is interesting to me is that in this report from the 21-22 year, Arkansas in football spent $50 million on staff and $2 million on recruiting. $50 million on coaches and then all the support Mm -hmm. staff. $50 million on that. 24 plus 26. That's roughly 50. And then they spent uh, $2 million on recruiting. It's it's a get-rich-quick scheme. That's how the coaches view this job, Zach. That's how I feel. Go there. You can get your money, and you know if you lose, oh, well, you get a bunch of money to go away. Who cares? You know, for some, maybe. I know enough of these guys now, and it's man, they are competitive to a fault. It just so happens they, they work in a business where the money is great, and getting fired isn't always the worst thing that happens to you. But when I hear them now in, in today's, you know, in today's thing, and look, revenue sharing's coming, and it's going to change this thing 300, and, I would say 940 degrees. It's going to change this <laughs> yeah. thing again. Yep. The economics of this are going to change again, and everybody's going to have to adjust. The NIL era is not, it's not, you know, KJ Jefferson going out and doing commercials, although he does, mm-hmm. but it's a handout now. And that's, and the kids understand that, look, they've got the schools. You're a high, if you're a high-value athlete, you're going to want something, as Ohio State's athletic director said, you want 5K just to talk. Oh, yeah, you charging factor, for official you, visits. you got to yeah. you got to factor that into your budget. Right. And, th- I mean, these are – and I hear the coaches talk about it all the time. I talked to Chiz the other day about it. And Chiz is just like, man, it is a different world than it was – 10 years ago. Well, maybe not, get rich quick is maybe not the way to put it, but maybe it's it's a uh, it's a no-lose scenario. If you win, you win. But if you lose, it's going to be somewhat comfortable also because okay, you've got the shame of losing, but here is 10 million dollars to go away or whatever it is. So there is some that you know, it's a um, you know, that's it's a no-lose scenario well, okay. for a coach. You asked. I mean, Mason just reported that uh, in 21-22, Georgia spent $4.5 million. Okay. On rec- on, so, on that, so double that, it. That's just recruiting. That's not That's not. Um, that's not NIL money. That's not deals with players or anything. That's just to host and recruit each kid. Right. And I'm sure somewhere in that equation. And their players are closer in proximity exactly, to Athens than Arkansas. Exactly. Like if you, and, and again, if, if Sam Pittman had, I mean, if it was the Atlanta metro area, you've got, 10, 12, four stars within 90 miles of your campus. Mm-hmm. You can hop in your car and go visit them yeah. and save yourself a ton of money in recruiting. Plus, you can see them all the time. Turn in gas receipts. Well, and, uh, yeah. if Pittman, want, you know, Pittman likes the, the, the eastern seaboard, he likes that Georgia area. Well, man, you got to gas up the jet. Yeah. Yeah, he ain't taking a train out there. You got to gas no. up the jet. No. You got to go. You got to rent a car. You got to get a hotel. Feed. I mean, it adds up. 
You know, yeah. Mike, Mike was in here one time. He, I mean, they spent $12,000 on a recruiting trip once. $12,000. Yeah. It's a lot. And that was when he was at Washington. Yeah. Um, it's the money pile. I mean, the, the costs pile up for recruiting. And, and I'm not saying Arkansas is behind by any stretch of the imagination. I think they're middle of the pack. But without the recruiting base sitting around you, which must has that advantage, yeah. must has the ability to say, well, you know what? Give me three kids out of Arkansas, and I'll go nationally recruit two kids that, that I need. But yeah. must only has to get, you know, four or five kids a year. Mm-hmm. Sam's got, first of all, Sam's got to fan the country for 65, hoping to get 25. Then you got all the portal stuff. And, and it's the economics of football are much more difficult when you don't have the recruiting base sitting in your backyard. And, and, Big 12 coach in a very populated area told me that, yes, that is a tough job. It's a seven to eight win job is the is the mean. You should be happy when they go above. Don't be too disappointed unless it bottoms out. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and he told me stuff about the fan base. He's like, man, if I'm recruiting against you, yeah, I'm going to go find something. I will find, I will dig something up and, mm-hmm. and we will use it against, you know, the University of Arkansas when recruiting. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a real thing, man. And, the more and more I sit and listen to these coaches, the more sobering it really is what college recruiting is like at the top. You know, the mid-level guys, you know, the, the low four stars, the three stars, the two stars, doesn't really affect them as much. They're kind of waiting for available scholarships. But, man, at the top of this thing, for those guys that everybody wants, that everybody thinks is going to be the next NFL guy, man, it is it, – it's it's tough. And it's, it's just in, in all sports. I mean, think about it. If you're a, you know, if you're the the parent of a five star in, I don't know, pick a place, Germantown, Tennessee. Well, Tennessee's coming, Memphis is coming, Arkansas is coming, Missouri's coming, Alabama's coming. I mean, where does Arkansas rank in that? You know, you only get five OVs. You're listening to the Ruskin and Zach podcast brought to you by United Roofing and Waterproofing. Here to help with all your residential and commercial roofing needs. Call Joey and his team at 479-312-7369 or check them out online at unitedrw.com. Join the local conversation on the McClarty Daniel Hotline, 866-285-4005. McClarty Daniel, a vehicle for every lifestyle. Welcome to McClarty Daniel Country. With six giant locations and over 3,000 vehicles, Northwest Arkansas is McClarty Daniel Country. Stop by one of our showrooms today to shop our full lineup of cars, trucks, and SUVs. McClarty Daniel is proud to be your premier automotive destination. Need service? We work on all makes and models six days a week. Plus, our full-service collision center can repair anything from a minor ding to a major collision. Have you visited McClarty Daniel Country? Visit us online at McClartyDaniel.com. It's football season at your neighborhood Buffalo Wild Wings. And with 64-inch TVs, beer, burgers, and, you know, wings, Buffalo Wild Wings is the best choice to watch the big game. So bring the gang and join us this football season at your local Buffalo Wild Wings in Bryant, Little Rock, Sherwood, Conway, Jonesboro, and Fort Smith. Buffalo Wild Wings, beer, wings, sports, and your home for any game. Roar! We have to admit one thing for sure here. But there is a concerted effort to shield knowledge like you have from the public. Because if the public ever found out the things that you have spoken on for the last half hour, um, it might be potentially devastating to the, to <laughs> well, the uh, cause of Razorback football. I, I talked to enough current and former coaches to kind of get a 360-degree view of this. 
And, you know, you hear one coach say, I don't take one. This is the Clay Henry rule. If you don't know, ask. Ask somebody who does it for a living. Don't make the assumption just because it, it works on your, on your particular spreadsheet that you understand what's going on. And I ask a lot of really stupid questions in these conversations, but I do get little glimpses of what it's really like inside some of those buildings. And, you know, and some of it you, you take and you project over to what a school like Arkansas does. And you get some, I mean, you get some real information. And, you know, and I have people that I can just, you know, shoot a text to and say, hey, is this accurate? And they'll go, yeah, probably. But by the establishment, there is a concerted effort to not talk about these well, things I, we, because we, it's not good for business well, to okay. mention these well, sorts we'll of things. Well, take it around here. I mean, we don't talk about the company's finances around here because we don't want competition or other people to know how things are going, you know, in, in any business. By the way, matter. business is great. Thanks for asking. Yes, business is just, just fine. Thanks. It's great. Yeah, we're, we're, we're doing okay. We're we're gonna make payroll this week, I think. But keeping the lights on. It's also, you know, half of half of the the um, you know sports is public relations, and you know whether you're good or bad at it, you've got to spin it positive no matter what. And in the last ten years, last five years or so, we've seen it kind of kick into overdrive where there is no bad news. Hey, we went zero and ten, but hey, it was a beautiful day for a, a ball beautiful game. Beautiful day for a ball game. Yep. You know, we we don't we don't. Talk about the, I mean, and I, I don't want to pick on them because it's it's low-hanging fruit, but yesterday on ArkansasRazorbacks.com, no mention of Enos being let go. Now, I understand they're not a news outlet, but it. They had the one little blurb they, they had the there, little, but, but was, they, they got rid of it and they put up the big soccer thing, Yeah, which, all right, fine. I mean, you're there to promote it. I understand. But sometimes the lack of acknowledgement that, some, that things are going, you know, s- south is, is kind of weird, but yeah. Uh, I was I was talking to one former football coach who's been out for a couple of years, and we were just talking about how how much things have changed just in the last five years. And he goes, and that's when he brought up the revenue sharing to me, and he said it's going to change again. Mm-hmm. And if you're not preparing now for that, you're way behind. You know, I need a you war start, chest. If you start preparing today, you're behind. And you know, hopefully, and I'm, I have no information on on what their finances are like. Hopefully, they are preparing a little bit. And, you know, people say, well, why can't, you know, well, let Pittman go at the end of the year no matter what. Guys, if you did, talk about $20 million. I think the biggest thing that uh, that is uh, that comes out of these, um, you know, this conversation is that you have completely devoured the talking point that there is unlimited financial resources at that school. Right. Or as people like to say, well, Tyson will pay for it. Right. Walmart will okay. pay for it. <laughs> and, 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 I mean, let's dispel that now. We've got the time to do it. Uh, no, there are not unlimited funds. Does the foundation have money? Yes, but that's their rainy day fund. That is for, if that is break glass type stuff. If we get in trouble, the foundation has some money, you know, laying around. But the university, it, I forget, was it, was it 2019? I saw LSU's spreadsheet. I got it through back channel sources, but it was the actual spreadsheet. And it was, it, it, no joke, they made, a hundred, and I'm, I'm probably going to be off on this, but I know the, the difference was like $4 million. Yeah. They, they made like 162 and they spent 158 Yeah. So it's not like they have a, $4 million to you and me is a lot of money. To a corporation or a business, it's not. And they, they, I mean, you, you know it as well as I do. I mean, as soon as they get the money, they spend it, whether it's on, you know, new buildings, new turf, new uniforms, whatever. They spend it as soon as they get it. And, and no, there is not an unlimited amount of money that they can just go to. And yes, there are people that are friends of the program that have money, but they're, it's not unlimited. Right. 
Tyson, Walmart, all, all of the things that you want to throw out, those are corporations. They have boards. You know, the idea that you're going to get money from those companies is slim to none. Now, can you get it from individuals involved with those companies? Yes. But Tyson, Walmart, J.B. Hunt, they're not giving you money. Right. It, it's just not part of it anymore. They will sponsor things around the stadium, like J.B. Hunt's got the other things around the, the Walmart's got all that stuff. But they're, they're not giving you $20 million to run your football program. They're not in that business. Right. And that's just, I mean, that's the reality of it. So that's the uh, that's the um, um, that's one of the realities that comes out when you have a, a conversation like this because everybody's like, oh, well, you know, someone will pay for it. And, well, well, you know, there, there are limits on all. There, that there stuff. are limits to what you can do, yeah. and, and and especially at a state school like Arkansas. And again, I, I hate bringing up Notre Dame because I mean it, we're, it's an apples to so, you know, oranges comparison. But Notre Dame has has an endowment that they can, so, if, if they got in trouble, they could pay for. So I just didn't have it. So let me give you the next thing in the. I've mentioned the um um, I've mentioned the well, you're settling for mediocrity playbook. So here's the next thing that person would say. Well, why would you stop playing football? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, that's the give up and go home. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Give up. And that's go home the period. next talking point after you shut down. Um the settle for mediocrity argument. The next one is, well, why are we, why are we even doing this? All right. Thing? So, so I, I said that, and I'm, I, this is a big 12 football coach speaking. And he said, you know what? He said, in any school, everybody wants the Alabama model. They want to be Alabama. Why or Alabama? What Alabama is doing or has done since 2008 is an anomaly. You're more likely to have a run like Oregon had in the two thousands where they were in the top 10 but they were on the fringe of the playoff. Right. You know, they, I think they made it once. They played for the title once. You're more likely to have that run and then slip back into that eight and four range, which goes with what I've been saying. It's an eight and four job. If you get to nine or ten or eleven, I'm not saying you don't try for that. But as a fan base, you can't sit there and go, "Well, we didn't win ten. I'm pissed off. We won five this year. I'm pissed off." You're going to have these 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 waves. You- so for the um, for the person, well, why do we even, why, why don't we even play football? Well, let me read you another line item here from the 2022 uh, reporting. Um, football revenue, eighty three point six million dollars. That's why, because you need that not only to put back into football, but to help fund the entire athletic yeah, department it, existing. Exactly. That's the deal. It's the it's the biggest cash cow in the athletic department. Eighty three million dollars in revenue. Here, I'll pull the curtain back even further. You guys as fans don't think you have influence on recruits. You'd be wrong. They see it. They may not admit it. Their coaches see it. Somebody's going to see it. You put out there something, and again, speaking in a vacuum, player X sucks, never should offer him. He's horrible at that. And you run a player off. Other, you know, recruits see that. Guys in the portal see that. They're aware of what the temperature of the room that they could be walking into is. And he gave me one example of a player that, that ultimately he was able to sign who his first reaction was, I don't want to come here because these people are insane. This is another school. These well, people are nuts. Didn't, he didn't have a heart of a Razorback. Well, no, he had a heart <laughs> of a, something else. But, but it's, 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 just, it's, it's weird to me how we've gotten to this point where we, we as, as you know, fans or whatever, have such intimate knowledge or we think we have intimate knowledge 
And I'm telling you, the guys that sit in the Smith Center over at the BPC or in, in any of those other, you know, Bogle Park, whatever, they laugh at us. Like, these guys, have, we have a very 30,000-foot view. Mm-hmm. And most of it is slanted by our personal biases. Mm-hmm. Oh, why wouldn't you know, a guy from Five Star from California want to come here? Well, you know what? He probably grew up a Trojan fan. and you know that, that. But we don't look at it that way. We look at Sam Pittman and go, why, why couldn't you go get him? Well, there are a lot of reasons. Maybe he just didn't want to come. Well, those are just excuses. Yeah. They, that's the dumbest oh, thing ever. Well, that mean that I'm yeah. just I'm providing the and, what the other side would a, say on know, stuff like this. And it's also life. Welcome to life. Yeah. This is what it's like. Sometimes you don't get your way. Sometimes you have to do more with less. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think most schools is. And I've said this a hundred times. There are 15 teams in college football that every year can reasonably expect. They won't always get there, but can reasonably expect so, to compete at the highest level. Let's go to the McClarty Daniel Hotline. Mac in Bono is up next. Mac. Hey, uh, I'm late to the party, so if I'm echoing something here that you guys have already addressed, I apologize. But So I, I heard just a little bit of what you were talking about with the money situation. So what I'm hearing is, is that maybe some of the blame should go to Eurotech for providing such a big extension after the nine-win season when we, when pretty much everybody knows that Pittman wasn't going anywhere else. Is that, is that fair? Is that a fair statement? No, I, I understand what you're saying, but I look at at the extensions. It's a cost of doing business. That's just it's the state of the business. You have to. You cannot have a coach operating on a one or two year contract. He's got to be there. You because you can't walk into a, a recruit's room going, "Well, I got a two year contract." He's got to have it. Yeah, and, you and, have to. The best contracts are the ones that roll and, over. And you know, the, I, th- I think a lot of Mac. I think a lot of the conversation on the Rays gets overblown because it's not like they made him the richest no, coach in the SEC. They made him like seventh or yeah, eighth. I mean, it's not like they put him up there in Nick Saban. They're, uh, they're not driving yeah, outside yeah. the lines making, on his salary. Yeah, he's not making Saban money, but at the same time, you know, if he's willing to admit, "Hey, this is my last job. I'm not going anything anywhere else." From a business perspective, do you not? Play that to your advantage, and while you maybe give him the rollover, or you know, give him a little more money, you know, maybe you don't bump him to the point where it's going to put your program in—I don't want to say financial distress, but it, it kind of puts you in a situation where you're going to have to keep him after a four and eight. I, I don't think they're in—they're fi- not in financial distress in any way, shape, or form. I, the contract is no, reasonable. No, no, no. That's, that's not what I meant. But it's you know, it's, it's you got to buy him out. Now you've got to buy Enos out. And and I can see where it adds up pretty quickly. And like you said, the cost. I mean, we're not printing money here. Mm-mm. You know, there's there's a limited amount of money to work with. So that that was just a, a thought that I had. So yeah. I appreciate you guys addressing it. Right. it. Thank you, Mac. I appreciate it. Here's a wild idea. Mm. Um, why don't you just keep him? Well, you don't have to worry about the buyout. You're paying him for work he's doing. Why don't you just keep him? Hear me out on this. <laughs> just hear me out on this. They went nine and four two years ago. They were seven and six last year. I think Sam Pittman is a really good face for the program. I don't think there's anybody that dislikes him. Do I think he's a complete football coach? No, I don't. I think he's got some holes in his game. But if you went and got him strong assistance, look at, I'll use Nick Saban as an example this year. Nick Saban has gone from Lane Kiffin to Steve Steve Sarkeesian to Bill O'Brien to Tommy Reese. Well, who's got the worst offense? Tommy Reese. Because he's the least experienced coach you got. Remember, I was talking about, you know, he's got a bunch of yes-men around him. Got to have somebody with with some swag in there. Somebody who's who can go, you know what, Sam? This isn't what we're doing today, and here's why. And have some credibility. That sort of thing, I think, would would benefit him more than, you know, a raise or, or going out and doing it. 
that's the thing he needs right now. He needs they need strong coaches in that room. Travis Williams may be one of them. Defense is under control. Is Kenny Guyton the guy? Maybe. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. But I can tell you right now, and it was for a fact, they're not in the offensive coordinator market right now. Know that for a fact. No, because, again, there's no reason to yeah, be. Exactly. Because in four weeks, they may be looking for a head coach. Well, then that guy's going to want to bring in his yeah. offensive coordinator. This is, a, this is a great text from Bond and Harrison on the McClarty Daniel hotline. Oh, you was 5-7 and seven last year. You thought he was a bum. I did. And Venables spun it around. Did. Sometimes, you sometimes, and and I can tell you that last year's team, there's a lot of dysfunction on the team. There's a bad team. I'm talking about bad. At team. Oklahoma? No, no. Oh, at, here? At, oh, yeah, here. At Arkansas. There was a lot of divisiveness in that locker room last year. That was a bad group of people. They just didn't mesh well. Sometimes that happens when you're turning a lot of people over every year. Muss had that problem. He had, he had some guys on the team last year that just didn't fit in. It's a bad group of guys last year. They Not, not individually, but... As a team, they were, it was just a bad mix. The chemistry was bad. The chemistry bad. was bad. This year, on the defensive side of the ball, you got a really good mix going. Everybody's flying around having a good time. The offense is struggling a little bit. You may have gotten rid of the one toxic element on your offense. Who knows? They may take off and go 6-6. Six and six. But sometimes that can happen. You can misevaluate. These, man, these, these portal transfers, it goes quick. You might have a week or two to do your due diligence on a guy, and you got to make a decision. Yeah, that's right. All right, your drive home is powered by Mr. Sparky here on Ruskin and Zach. I know uh, this is um, 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 uh, Luke and Greenwood texting in. Uh, DVH pulls top recruits from California for years. Basketball gets five stars every year. Why can't football do it? Okay, let's address the baseball part because yeah. nobody else in the country cares about college baseball outside of this football. Think about the region we're in. This goes back to what I was talking about That's with right. Courtney Dyfel. Who competes with Arkansas baseball within Nobody. 200 miles? Nobody. Nobody. Really? No, you're, Nobody. Right. you're the furthest point west of mm-hmm. any school that gives a bleep about college baseball. Guys, college baseball is irrelevant outside of the SEC footprint. Nobody cares. The SEC In the SEC footprint, we care a lot. So if you've got a five-star out in California, well, he's looking around going, well, I want to go to UCLA. No. Take an OV to, to Arkansas, all of a sudden you're looking at an 11,000-seat stadium. The wackos are out in the in the hog pen. Man, this is great. And to hop, skip, and the jump home. As I pointed out with Muss, Muss is recruiting five guys a year, four guys a year. Sometimes, you know, in, in, in the portal era, he may not recruit any, any freshman. He doesn't have to. You know, he got the kid out of California. That was the only kid he went and got that was past the, you know, past the Rockies. It's, it's a totally different world in those two sports. Again, proportionality. Sam's got four stars coming in. He's probably got more, and I looked recently, but he's probably got more than Musk does. He's got more than Van Horn does. But he needs 25, 30, 50 guys every year. EVH needs 11, 12. You know what also they need? They need Oklahoma State to be a 1-11 program every year. Because then the Oklahoma State players would probably look to go elsewhere, like maybe here. Just a thought. That's what you need to happen. And Gundy's has no right. sign of the, that happening. Here's a text out of Tennessee. Hold the university itself accountable for this ongoing debacle. Zero tuition dollars go to athletics. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Athletics is a separate business. Well, the argument is that there should be uh, tuition dollars going to athletics. Absolutely from this not. On the Absolutely hotline. not. No. No. And look, if, if you know, my kid's going to college in a couple of years. I don't want my tuition dollars going to fund a buyout for a coach. 
<laughs> okay? <laughs> I, I mean, if that's happening, my daughter's not going there. No, it's, it's the separation of athletics and, and well, education has to has the to. The texter's point is that it's a another it's it's another one of those why make the job harder, okay kind of deals with okay. Arkansas because other schools are doing hey, this in the uh, SEC. Olivia, who's who's the president? Uh, who's who's running the place over there now? Uh, Charles Robinson. Okay, he's the chancellor. Hey, again. hey, Doctor Robinson. Hey, we need thirty four million dollars to make this thing go. Um, can you write a check for that? You know what the bow ties are going to say? Hell no. Oh. Oh, what have you done for us? We're getting Bunsen burners. Sorry, we can't do that this year. Can I can I tell a Frank Royal story? I don't know. All right. I'm not okay. allowed to impersonate okay. him, but no, I guess not, you can I'm tell a story. Him, but I, I'll tell you this. I, I had a friend of mine in 1993, ran for student government president. This is, for those who have been on campus recently, the union. Um, back then, you could drive underneath the union. The union wasn't what it is today. Isolated. And the university was going around trying to figure out um, they needed to put a new roof on the union. And my friend Wendy was, um, she was the ASG president. I was, I was just going along because I just, you know, Frank Royal was going to be there. <laughs> I was, no. You know, and I sit down, I'm sitting right across from Frank and, um, and there are a bunch of other guys sitting there and the pitch was made that the university had just joined the SEC. I think the check was $13 million, something like that. And they had the money. It was cash. I mean, it, you know, obviously expenses back then weren't what they were today. And the men's and women's departments were totally separate. separate Never right. Lewis was running, uh, running the women. And uh, the pitch was made, look, we we need to borrow three million dollars from the from from you. You have it. We'll pay you back in X number of you know X number of payments. University is good for it and all that stuff. Frank looked right at Wendy's like, Nah, we're not doing that. We're not doing it. And they got up and left. So <laughs> the the it's a it's a very it's a unique relationship because they wear the you know they wear the Arkansas on there, but they have nothing to do with the university. It's a completely separate business uh, within you know under the umbrella. So, I mean, they report to the board just like the university does. And that's – it's just not going to happen. You know, the bow ties are not giving any money to athletics, and athletics sure is hell partnering with any money for the university. I think they have uh, more re- in more recent times. They've given – they've paid some stuff to the to the university side this from athletics. Like, this feels like, but, a, you know, hey, for eight points, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll give you the money. Yeah. But, I but, think it's I think it's been done more recently than it was you know uh, thirty years ago for various things. But uh, I may be wrong about that. I don't know. It's but. it's a very precarious relationship at, at I think at at its core. Um, but no, you don't want to, uh, no tuition dollars should never go to to the university but, or to to athletics. But I'll I'll tell you this. I'll tell you what has happened here in the last forty five minutes is I believe this is the most honest assessment that's ever been done on any radio show of what the Razorback football job is. I don't I've never heard any 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 talk this frank ever on any of these shows. It's always, well, who we Hey, you think we can get Urban Meyer? Yeah. I mean, it's always so surface. No one ever goes deeper than that because if you look too closely at the sun, it'll make you go blind or it'll scare you. If you if you, if you reveal if you if you pull the curtain back too much, you're going to see things maybe you don't want to see. Well, and maybe that's what's happening. We now. all want them to win, and we all, in our hearts, are Razorback fans. We all are. But there's a limit. Like I have a car, I cannot go in the Indy 500 in my car. Okay, just because I'm in the SEC doesn't necessarily mean that I can do what Alabama did in football. I don't think there are many teams in the country that can do that. Let alone do it again. Alabama has been at the top of the sport for 15 years, 16 years, whatever it is. Right. It is incredibly difficult to do what they did. Now, is it more is it um, is it more plausible to do something like Auburn's done? Auburn's been on a yo-yo for years. They're good. They're bad. They're good. They're bad. Yeah, you can do that. 
No. Look at yourself as Auburn or Ole Miss, for that matter. What what Ole but Miss the, is doing is very attainable. I can sum this up again in a couple of uh, quick, uh, pithy phrases. Uh, number one, stop looking for perfection. You're never going to find it. I mean, stop looking for perfection in a, in a football coach. You're never going to find that perfect, perfectly marks all the boxes uh, candidate. And the other one is that at some point, and maybe it is Sam Pittman, we're going to see over the next four games, they're going to have to find a coach that, like Houston Nutt, when the wins went backwards, the people, for the most part, some bailed on Nutt, of course, and, you know, he kept flirting with Nebraska and LSU and all that other stuff. That didn't help his, uh, his PR either. But you got to find somebody that's like, you know what? Let's see where this goes. This guy seems like he knows what's going on. Let's let's, let's do yeah. that. And it, because you can't, what you're the plan you're on now is not sustainable. Of a four year election cycle where you know, the coach, you know, he won six games this year. He won five games. All right, that's it. Next. Also, really, that's not a that, that is not a sustainable model for football. There's a very long learning curve with being a head coach, and I don't care, you know, what school you're at. This is Sam Pittman's first head coaching job. It's for real head coaching job. You know, at, at, he, man, it's a lot. Every, he does everything but coach football. I mean, he is concerned with 85 to 100 guys on his roster, budgets. He does everything but football. You know, I don't think he's. Uh, I don't think he's a total failure. I think he's. I think there are some holes in what they're doing, and I think there are some really obvious fixes. If they sit down, people are going to have to swallow some pride. And say, you know what, we need help. That's the first step. The other thing, and I said this yesterday, and everybody kind of laughed at me. You got to get these boosters out of the decision-making process. You got to get football people in. You need a general manager, a guy who is a football guy, a personnel guy, a guy who knows coaching, who can go, that's a good hire, that's a bad hire. And get these people with personal agendas out of this. I am telling you now, every coaching search, one of these goons with the big checks runs in there, and they want their guy. Yep. I can tell you it happened with Butch Davis. There were there was a guy pushing Butch Davis and threatening to pull money. And what do you do if you're the AD? Oh, he donates you know, $10 million a year. You can't walk away from 10, but you got to get these boobs out of there. Because well, this, they, they are only interested in themselves. This is what undid Jeff Long. Yes. Jeff Long um, would not w- w- was trying to do his thing and not the booster game. And they're like, fine, we're going to call a board meeting. We're going to make you yep. sit out in the hallway by yourself for three hours while we go to executive section. And by the way, you're fired and your football coach is fired. Exactly. Next. Jeff Long went and got you your most qualified head coach. Did it work out? No. But he did get you. He went outside the box. He also defied the money. Yes, he did. uh, And that cooked his goose. More than than hiring Bielema, he defied the big money, and that's what undid it. Yep. That's what it was. That's 100% accurate. Right. That's 1,000% accurate. That's right. Jeff Long, for all the goofy stuff that he did, that was his strong suit. Was he had relationships with people that he could have brought in. Look, I'll give Yurichek a ton of credit for going to get Musselman. He saw what Musselman could be. Yep. And he and he nailed that. Yep. I think he sees the same thing in Pittman, but you got to get him some help. Football's a different animal, man. It's a, it's a You're bear. managing a hundred and something guys yep. plus staff. Yep. One guy, almost a hundred staff yeah. now in some one, cases. One yeah. guy can't do it. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.